Can I tell you something really pointless on my drive here today? Sure. I feel like this is a recurring theme when I have conversations with you. I, I always talk about the drive, usually when I'm coming to your house. Mm. Yes, you do. <laughs> you, you've, you've, uh, you've risked your life a few times trying to get here. Yeah, if you want to call it that. But I mean, it's more so me just complaining and bitching. <laughs> That's fair. It's easy to bitch and complain on these Alberta roads, isn't it? It really is. And today, an example, I'm driving on the QE2. QE2, right? Yep. Queen, Elis- Queen Elizabeth? Queen Elizabeth. And uh, it's between Leduc and Edmonton, like where the airport's situated in the middle. And I'm driving on a freshly paved road for the Pope, not for us. Um, <laughs> thank God the, thank God the Pope came. Yeah. Uh, you know what the speed limit was? What's that? We had a temporary sign up for a hundred kilometers an hour, and it's usually one ten. So oh, yes. I'm driving down the highway, going a hundred. There's no construction, but it's it's supposed to be for a construction zone. And as you know, with the rules of the road, that is a rule until that sign is removed. Yes. So I'm sitting there driving down the highway, going a hundred kilometers an hour. Well in quotations I'll say because nobody's really following that usually especially on a Saturday morning no but it was just one of the most pointless things on the planet because why not just move it because <laughs> literally what is 10 kilometers doing for safety yeah I honestly think it's just people not moving the sign might have just been forgot hey I mean it's Friday they don't want to take down the sign for the weekend and people just follow it because we're all good people <laughs> and we love to go 10 kilometers an hour slower on our already slow roads. Like, don't get me wrong, man. The United States, when you go there, people are flying. They're flying. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Even in uh, Europe, too, actually, aren't some of their speed limits like 130, 140? I don't know if they do miles or kilometers, but they are up there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's miles per hour in the States, I know, but I don't know what Europe does. It's got to be faster than our roads. Like, our roads are so slow. Yeah. And also, the lanes are skinnier, too, which is also kind of sketch, like, in Europe. Yes. Sometimes, I'm not sure if the states are like that. Even in Mexico, like when we were driving in Mexico, like, the the roads are, like, the vicinity of, like, the, the couch, like, between me and you right now. Oh, wow. But, like, the little cars just fit in there perfectly. <laughs> That's funny. I could see that for sure. I've never, I've never driven elsewhere other than the states. It's It would be like a daunting task to drive elsewhere. Yeah, I've yet to drive in the States, but I could see how it could get confusing. I've driven in Texas and I've driven in California and California was a nightmare. Yeah. It's very difficult to drive around in California. Like, cause it's, the roads are so busy. There's like backlog traffic everywhere all the time. I was going to say like, I, I sit there and complain about Edmonton traffic in rush hour. But then you look at somewhere like Los Angeles and their freeways being backed up to shit. You have to give yourself two and a half hours for like an 80 kilometer drive. Yeah. Like it's actually insane. Like that's from here to Lloydminster is how long it takes us. Like our roads are just not busy compared to other places, you know? Yeah. So we have to be thankful in a way actually too, because it could be a hell of a lot worse. It could be. I mean, is it the worst thing in the world to be going 100 kilometers an hour on a highway <laughs> on a Saturday morning, no less? Like a beautiful Saturday morning. You had good weather today. Yeah. 
no, that's that's a, a fact. Good good call there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the weather some more like that. Yeah, Bram, you can appreciate this. You got your own podcast, Comic Book Movie Guy. There's so much that goes into podcasting. Yeah, it's a lot. It actually is a lot. Like, it's not just plugging in the mic. It's not just you and me sitting here talking. There is so much shit behind the scenes. You're the director. You're the producer. You're the editor. You're the writer. You're the scheduler. And you're the talent. So when you go online and you read things um, for your own benefit, or you watch things for your own benefit, because that's a good thing about technology today is there's so many things that can help you, so many tools out there that... Uh, it's trial by error in a lot of ways. Some of these people relaying their knowledge to you, it's a blessing because you don't have that back in the day, like 20, 30 years ago to just search something up on YouTube and say, hey, how how do I start a podcast? How do I do this? How do I do that? Obviously, there's a line. Sometimes too much information is too much information and you got your head swirling about 90 million ideas and you don't know where to turn. But um, you can't underestimate the work that goes into it no absolutely not like I just think about when I sit down to do a podcast and I plug in my laptop and sometimes it's not fully charged like even down to that point you know and then it's like you plug in your mic and you get started I, I record my content right away that's the first thing I do is I just hit record and I just start going right and I can't I used to do structured episodes for myself but for me personally it just takes so much time to structure an episode and then I go off script anyways. So like I just wing it when I go. But the thing is, is like it's the afterwards that kills me. The intro, the outro, setting where things go. Like you said, you're producing your own podcast as well, right? So, and the producing is the hard part. That's the tedious work. And when you go into it off the bat, you want to be polished. You want to be perfect essentially. But there's no such thing as perfect. I mean, you can be polished and things are really slick and tight. And that's what you need, obviously, to draw your audience in. Yeah. But as each episode goes on, and I can speak for myself, it's it's easy to, like, assume it's like a I just don't give a fuck attitude anymore and I just want to be me. Yeah. So, like, the quality could go down in that sense. But you need to kind of shift your mindset where you don't give a fuck anymore in terms of like the perfection you right. don't you don't want to be robotic unless you're um telling the news at 7 p.m on global you know what i mean totally when i first started doing podcasts i would literally like cut like i would cut snippets throughout the whole thing like multiple cuts so that everything flowed properly and it did it felt robotic looking back on it now whereas if you just hit record and you just go for, let's say, half an episode. Stop. Start again. That's a quick edit. You know, those are just adjustments that you make over time because you get so sick of the editing process. And maybe it's just me, but I think a lot of people crave just a relatable, authentic experience. And that's kind of what I want to relay more. Like, if I coughed or I sneezed or I swore or I just did something that, I mean you wouldn't want necessarily in the final cut of a of a prim and proper movie just like extra f- extra footage or whatever it is right. you cut those things out but in a podcast format when it's wide open for format uh regulations you just leave it in there people it's a way to show people hey i'm human i i do all these humanly functions 
You yeah, know? absolutely. I liked your episode with Dustin where you just let him go and grab that Avril Lavigne sweater mid-episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. And it made it more authentic. You could hear him like leaving and then it was just like you and you were describing like Dustin's experiences and stuff. And then he came back with the shirt. I like that. And that's exactly what you're saying, right? It gives it a more authentic feel. Yeah. And that's just it too. If you're going to relay experience, if you're going to relay your knowledge to people these days, it, it would be ideal to bring something new and fresh to the table, but you don't always have to reinvent the wheel either. Like a lot of articles that I've read, they have this you know, 10 things you must do to have a successful podcast, three things you have to do, or you can just quit and go into your room and never do anything like that again. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it comes across the wrong way sometimes. And so I just kind of dismiss it, but then there's also things where it's like, okay, well, okay. You have to stick to a schedule of episodes. You have to post at this time regularly all the time, or else you're going to lose your audience. I mean, there's benefits to all those things for sure. There's there's validation to that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't be married to one thing. You have to try new things. And it's physically possible unless you don't have a life or a job. <laughs> you can't pump these episodes out as, as, as frequently as possible. So you kind of just um, need to stay in the audience's ear somehow. And that's where social media comes into the fold. I know you're not like a huge social media guy. Yeah. So like, I'm happy to help you out in that regard. And we kind of feed off each other with the, with our content days and stuff like that. So you find unique ways to kind of collaborate, um, to or, collaborate. Yeah. Exactly. And when we get together, we always do great things, I think. And, um, you know, as, as my, my best friend, I, I want to help you just as I'm sure you want to help me. So it's just a win-win for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if there's any advice to give for aspiring podcasters or creative people, it's collaboration. That's the key. You know, you don't need to actually follow some written in stone, um, on what's that thing called Stonehenge with these commandments yeah. built in. Like you don't yeah. need to follow those kind of things. You just need to have like a, a creative open mind and a bunch of people or a couple people, I should say, to, I don't want to say rely on, but at least, uh, you know, work with. Consult with, yeah, exactly. Work with, consult with. Just get some like bounce ideas off each other too. That's That's what I like the most about podcasting is like I can bounce an idea off of you and you can give me feedback or, you know, I know my friends are listening to my podcast for sure. So like that, that alone brings me back to the mic every time. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that like my friends are listening and they're going to want to give feedback or want to know what's next or, you know, like, and same thing with your podcast. Like whenever I listen to an episode, it's like, that's awesome content. I've been on this show. Like, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's what you need that collaboration. You need somebody at least to, you know, feed your ideas back and forth, I think. Mm-hmm. And with your podcast format, you're all about the solo uh, me talking for 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. And uh, I like that. Y- you've really come a long way from episode one all the way to where you're at now, where it's really hard to keep a conversation going with yourself. Yeah. You can write so many notes down, but at the end of the day, when you have the mic on your mouth here, there's pressure added to that. There is. Yeah. And it goes away over time. It really does. Because I remember the first couple of podcasts that I ever tried to do, you know, you sit at that mic and you just feel so tied to the mic and you're thinking about your every word and that's just not productive, you know? Whereas if you take the time to just sort of open the floor for yourself, it gives you that platform where you can just let your brain work and it's actually really stimulating. 
And it pays to, to do the research too, because a lot of people just want to listen to credible people these days too, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean I have to be a doctor. When right. I say, when I say credible, you can be anything that you bring to the table. Of course, uh, that's a value. So in my sense, I'm not a doctor, but I, I do like to have experiences, mm-hmm. take it in for what they are and then convey them in like a, like a storied narrative format. Yeah. You know, that people can kind of just in, ingest and, and take in and make of it as you will. Right. But we all have our own ways of telling a story, but it just, you don't have to be a doctor to, to have that quality or, or uh, qualification. No, and I think people crave authenticity. They crave that honest, just, this is who I am. This is what I'm putting out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether you're fact-checking things or you get one or two things wrong here or there, people aren't going to, you know, they'll, they'll forgive you for that because you're just being authentic in the moment on your podcast. I mean, if I have a massive gash in my arm that requires stitches... I probably won't be able to do that myself. I will go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. Have you dealt with any trolls online yet? Uh, not really. But there was one. I made a Star Wars post. And so it wasn't really a troll. But he, he like commented and he was like, all Star Wars is good Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. But that's really the only one I've gotten. But that's just an opinion. You know? And you're going to get that sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I've had a similar comment to that. Like, actually, I think I showed you that one. I remember having like a comment. It was up your alley, actually. It was something about Michael Keaton, Batman, or like it was. I think it was after we saw the movie, The Batman. Okay. And I was just saying how, like, hands down, Robert Pattinson was like the best, next to Affleck. Yeah. And some yeah. guy comments, and he's just like, Michael Keaton's the best Batman of all time. And I'm like, that's a good point, man. I I totally agree with you. It's pretty good, in that sense. Yeah, but I still stand by what I said, and then I said something about like I think it was the Flash. I don't know, but then he commented again. He just and then he said like, like uh, this is better than that, and like like everything I said was like a one up to like contrary to what I said. Yeah, and yeah. then you finally accept. Okay, this guy doesn't really have anything to bring to the table. It's just literally just there to argue. There to argue, and it's just. Like what a waste of time! Like to it have is. to have time out of your day to comment something negative. It's even funnier too. Like when you post like a like I post inspirational videos, nothing but positivity in those videos. Just something to uplift and upspire. Uh, up I was gonna say upspire. Upspire. <laughs> Inspire people. Yeah. And you can still get the odd person person that just goes like, "I hate you," or or like, "Shut up," you know. I think what you said before we started rolling to me you said you could be bathing in puppies and somebody would still (laughs) hate you you know and it's true man there's a lot of hate out there unfortunately we live in a very hateful uh world right now and it's too bad but it's guys like you who keep the positivity rolling that you know it's it it's inspiring and it you know people want no matter what, there's always going to be that guy out there who's like, no, I don't want to hear that today. Then why are you here? Well, you, know? you, f- you fall into that boat too, Brem, of positivity. Like you're just a guy that likes to, you know, start a conversation, spark it, say your opinion and open the floodgates for everybody else's. 
And, yeah, please. And, you know, you're pretty tolerant yourself and very respectful that way. And it's just funny when you have people that have nothing better to do than to just say one comment. Like, what does that do? Like, does, do they get off on it? Like, what what is the payoff for that? I think there's just, like you said, there's just genuinely hateful people out there that that want to tear people down regardless. And, and they get yeah. a high from that in some sense. Yeah, it's like a sick thrill mm-hmm. in a way. You know, like you're you're all always trolling somebody on on Instagram, and it's funny because trolls are like a thing now. Hey, like it started kind of when we were in high school, mm-hmm. rolling out into the later years of our twenties here, and it's like there's there's still so much trolling online, and you can never really understand like where it comes from or why. There is no why. It's just they're a thing. And here's the thing with our line of work, what we're doing. We, we have to be prepared for that and we can't yeah. uh, we can't read into it whatsoever and I'm not sitting here from like a victim standpoint by any means like I, I'm telling you this because I don't give a shit I don't listen to it I ignore it I don't feed into it whatsoever sure it can it can it can definitely surprise you when you read it at first and be like oh okay it's one of those guys but um, with our stature and and with what we're presenting mm-hmm. we need to be professional and we need to never read into it if someone says you're a terrible person you cannot feed into that because you're not a terrible person that's just a stupid online comment yeah or even hitting the unlike but or the not unlike the uh the dislike button on youtube mm. you know like you can't read into those things they don't define who you are and that's the dangerous part about social media is a lot of these influencers they become come attached to the responses that they get on their posts and that's what defines them in their eyes more so in their worth yeah that's very dangerous oh for sure yeah that makes sense you can't base it on your on your instagram or your social media whatever the case is no and we talked about this before too like we see a a a false narrative of what people are online oh yeah we're trying to convey some perfect life that we have, whether you're a traveler or a blogger or a, a videographer or just some type of figure in some industry, like we portray a very different perception of how you and I are going to be off camera when this episode's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's meant to be polished. Social media is meant to be polished. It's meant to show you the the ups, not the downs. So I guess it's important. Um, and we're seeing a lot of influencers young influencers today like there's people that have like hundreds of thousands of followers that are like what 16 17 years old yes yeah it's so young to be exposed to that again that's a very dangerous um thing to happen to somebody that's young like a lot of fame or a lot of recognition because i don't care who you are you can't handle it at that age you can't no you're not you're not uh emotionally capable of it yet Mm -hmm. if if ever you know, like who True. defines that you're emotionally capable of Instagram and the hatred that you get online? Who defines that? Good I point. don't think anyone's ever, you know. Yeah, very good point. I think at the end of the day, you just have to be able to navigate the negativity, the response, the, the response, man, my, my choice of words, um, the positivity <laughs> that you receive is easy to manage because it, it feeds you. It makes you feel good. But one negative comment can just tear you down if you're not prepared for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it it can it can shock you, mm-hmm. and uh, it's how you respond to it, and, and it's or how it's, you choose to respond to it. Exactly, and you're creating like a generation of validators or wanting to be validated, and oh yeah, 
totally. It's just not good. You need to be your own person. You need to find your own happiness in natural areas of your life. You well, yeah, and I'm one of those people who seek validation all the time. I love validation. Of course, but it feels good. It does feel good, yeah. But what you just said there, like you need to be your own person. You need to be able to validate yourself. That's truly, that's that's those are good words, man. I agree. Mm-hmm. And it's not the ingredient for long-term sustainable happiness is is seeking that validation from external sources. You right. get your validation from your circle. You get your validation from yourself. So you need to have uh, the right group of friends, um, if, if you're lucky, a, a loving family, and um, co- competence and uh, confidence within your own being Yeah. to have that validation. You need to be okay with yourself. Um getting it from social media, getting it from uh, these people who think, or, or well, you think are better than you sometimes. You know you know how you've you've went through life and you've looked at other people and you've thought, oh, they got so much more than I do. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah, and like what's like what's the point in comparing too? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's something we can all be guilty of sometimes is comparing mm-hmm. what yep. you see. I wish we can all just understand that we all strive for the same thing, which is... Um, you know, sustainable happiness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we can all just come to an agreement that that's all that we want, maybe there would be a little more positivity in the world instead of everybody hating on each other. And when I say everybody, I don't mean everybody, but like a, a large sum of people that just want to tear you down. And that that happiness looks different for everybody. So that's why I don't really understand the hate. Like, why do you hate somebody for what they're doing that makes them happy? You know, why not focus on your own happiness and try and work on that? sort of thing yeah you need to accept people's uh choices because yeah unless they directly affect you why does it matter right you know if, if you're like publishing hatred online uh someone calling that out that's a different story you know what i mean oh absolutely so i guess you're you have to be in the right headspace you have to have the right motives and intentions when you're gonna engage with somebody i guess yeah definitely like, what are your intentions going into the conversation mm-hmm. or going into the, whatever, social media battle, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I guess this paves a good segue into the next topic that I wanted to talk to you about today. Yeah. Um, generations and the gaps right. that we don't really pay attention to. Here we are on a Saturday morning. On our computers, on our microphones, doing a podcast. Yeah. Compare that. Let that sink in for a second. We're sipping our really delicious coffees and then travel back in time to 1800s or turn of the century times when, uh, I don't know if if you know this, but times were probably rough. I wasn't there, but just things that I've heard and things that I've read about. It's definitely a safe bet that things were a little tougher than having a nice coffee at like 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. It just makes me feel kind of uncomfortable in a way living the, I wouldn't say lavish life, but comfortable life that I live. You know, when I complain about things, just really stupid, monotonous things that really play no bearing in my life other than just a little inconvenience. And then you think about how people used to live a long time ago where literally survival was on the mind for that day. Yeah. I mean, you talked about 40 year lifespan only things like that, you know, literally like, yeah, people like had harsh lives 
for 40 years on this planet and that was it and just some some of the shit that we're worrying about today like all the issues we have out there and tech to, to social media being a huge um player in relaying all this information there is a crisis there is a controversy every single day yeah and i'm all for improving humanity and weeding out shitty people yeah and becoming a better person and when i say weeding out too like when you write them off you're essentially deeming them worthless when in reality like we could shape things hopefully in a way that we promote uh, good things and maybe some of these people that have made mistakes can actually rectify them and yeah be, and become better people yeah that's a good uh you know what i mean like yeah we're just too judgmental and i'm speaking from somebody who's actually made mistakes and i'm sure brem has too because we've oh, yeah. all made mistakes but yet here we are judging other people's actions on the daily on social media there's people just judging people yeah every single day and we're sitting here worrying about stuff like that. And it's more prominent now because social media amplifies that, which is a huge turnoff. It's a huge problem. Because yeah. back in the day, we don't have technology to connect people so much. And there's good and bad to that. But why can't we just get back to a more simpler, more traditional form where we're just worrying about what's in front of us on the day instead of what's happening with somebody three provinces over? Right. Or across the world, whatever. I mean, it's good to be compassionate and care about others. But, I mean, I'm not necessarily for um, hardcore globalism. I think you should still be taking care of your own backyard first. Your own your own uh, vicinity, even. For sure. And too much information is a real problem right now in the world. We have access to so much information. Like more than we need, right? That's why you hear about every single little story all the time, immediately, you know? And that's why people seek so much instant gratification because you have that new story, new picture, new video instantly, right? It's just there. And I think of like, we talk about staying in your own lane, you know? My mom's a grade one teacher. She always t tells her kids, don't tip the other's bucket, you know, keep that bucket full. And that's, that's actually like, you know, that's six-year-old wisdom. But that's the kind of wisdom that we need as adults too. Stay in your own lane. Don't tip the other person's bucket. That's perfect. And that's common sense, which is lacking a lot today. Yeah. I just want some common sense, man. I don't need an expert to tell me all the stats, all the, all the, um, the impacts and implications of these decisions. I just need somebody to have a little common sense and give me a little bit of empowerment that I'm my own person. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I believe in order and law. I really do. You need that. Yeah. There has to be some order in, in society. For sure. But sitting there like from like a, um, you know, a, a societal standpoint, among the common folk and we're just sitting there judging each other is just saying this person's bad this person's good this person's career should end this person should never be allowed into society again like who are we to judge all those things who, who where do we have the authority and power to decide who lives and dies essentially from a social point of view or even a livelihood sense of view yeah yeah who gives us the right you know mm -hmm. and it's almost like that social media beast 
gives us the right or gives us not so much the right, but the access to be able to have our opinions shared and hate each other online. And, you know, there's positive sides to social media, like we talked about, but honestly, it's the opinions where people want to be right all the time. And it's that thrill of being right or getting the upper hand on someone, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, where does it end? And then we just live our life for the moment, you know? Yeah, live in the moment. I like that. I like that. I, I like living in the moment. Yeah. But anyways, that's all I had for today. Uh, are you satisfied, Brem? I feel very satisfied. This was a great Saturday morning. I like talking to you about uh, traffic and controversy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. We we got a good, really happy to talk to you and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I think we're slotting yours next after this one. So uh, yes, sir. we, we got to recharge our batteries and uh, rest our voices here. So thanks, Brem, for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and all you listeners out there for Shot of the Glass, thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe to our channels, both audio and video. That's YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Wherever there's audio and video, we are there. So hit the subscribe button and give us a rating too if you feel so inclined to do so. Once again, I'm your host, Zane Tomich. We will see you again next time, guys. Bye.